creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who what? Believe. In my name they will cast out demons. Say, I don't want to cast out devils. Well, don't worry about it. You won't. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. This church speaks in tongues. I'm a tongue talker. I'm not ashamed of the fact I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues. In these last days, the true church will rise up. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will what? Recover. Luke 24, verse 46, it says, Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer, to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So if the gospel message is going to preach, be preached to all nations, that means there are some that are going. But you don't need to sweat it, because... Your neighborhood, you can go into your neighborhood. You can go next door. You can go downtown. You can go to school. You can go to work. That's your world. John 20, it says, So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you. That word in the Greek is where we get the word apostle or sent one. It means to commission, to set apart for a special service, to send a message by someone, send out with a mission to fulfill, to equip and dispatch one with the full backing and authority of the sender. You might not be called to be a five-fold ministry gift. You might not be called to be an apostle, but you are still a sent one. I am still a sent one. See, Jesus Christ in Scripture is our ultimate example. It says this, turn it to John 13. If you're there, turn to John 13. I want to read this to you, please. He's our example. In fact, in 1 John it says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk as he walked. How many of you abide in Christ? How many of you are born again believers? Then you and I are to walk as he walked, talk, to his, talk as he talked. Deliver like he delivered. Heal like he healed. In John chapter 13 and verse 12, it says, So when he'd washed their feet, taken his garment, sat down again, he said to them, Do you not know what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example. Say it. Example. That you should do as I've done to you. Most assuredly I say to you. A servant is not greater than his master. Nor is he who, who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things. Now listen. If you know these things. Blessed are you if you do them. You are called to be a goer. 
And you're called to be a doer. Not a sitter and a complainer. In Matthew 4 and verse 23, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Luke 4.18 states, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Jesus set people free. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I, I was blessed and I'll tell on him. He, he, he couldn't catch me anyway if he was that upset. Sandy was telling me about Larry. They were somewhere visiting somebody. I don't know what you were doing. You told me and I forgot. But this individual that they were visiting with, they were total strangers. This man was sick, wasn't he, Sandy? And so Larry and Sandy said goodbye and left, and Larry walked out the door. And he said, I have to go back. And he went back, and he prayed for the man. Now, Larry uses a cane himself. You're not too old to reach out. You're not too old to minister the message of salvation. You're not too old to pray for the sick. You're not too old to say an encouraging word to somebody. I like this in Acts chapter 1 about our Lord and Savior. It says, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus both began to do and teach. Began both to do and teach. Jesus Christ was a goer, and he was a doer. And I got a news flash for you. I'm not going to pastor sitters and complainers. I'm going to pastor goers and doers. You know, you could come in this church and be a sitter and a complainer. But if you stay long enough, you'll become a goer and a doer. I believe that. I don't know about you. I'm going to be 65 this year. Thank you. And I'm not ready to quit. Are you? Why? Because you're a no, you're a goer and a doer. Get it right, folks. You got to go first and then do. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with, and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. See, Jesus, we watched The Passion last night as a family. If you haven't watched that, you need to watch it. 
Our Jesus was a bloodied Jesus. A beaten Jesus. All that for you and I. Everything. Everybody. That's right. And see, we need to recognize that. And when you go and when you do, you need to know he's with you. If you don't have a revelation of the fact God is with you, you'll not be you'll not be a very good goer and doer. See, God's with me today. His angels are here today. This is a church that goes and does. Do you believe that? Are you sure? Do I need to convince you? Okay. We're to walk as he walked. Look at Mark 16. Mark chapter 16. As I prayed this week, these are the two words that rose up in my spirit. And these are the words that I believe the Spirit of God has for you. And these are the words that rose up in my spirit, bondage breakers. We sang sang today about chains being broken. You and I are called bondage breakers. Because we're goers and doers, He anoints us to be a bondage breaker. There are churches out there today, they're not bondage breaking churches. They teach the traditions of men. And you can't set people free being a Pharisee and a Sadducee. That's why they were sad, you see. That doesn't mean we put them down, but we need to know who we are. There's going to be people that are going to come out of denominations in the days ahead. They're going to break free from the traditions of men, which make the word of God of no effect, the Bible says. And we're going to hook up with people like that. There are going to be, I believe, denominations that are going to get with the program. There are going to be other pastors that are going to get with the program, and they're going to lay self at the altar and exalt Jesus. And, you know, I can hook up with somebody like that. I'm not here to build my kingdom or your kingdom. We're here to build our commander-in-chief's kingdom. And his name's Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to preach or teach messages that tickle your ears. I'm going to preach messages that are going to bring conviction to your heart. Because deep down you know you were called to be a goer and a doer. And if you've settled for anything less, shame on you. Mark 16. Listen to this. This is so good. It says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned, and these signs will follow the goers and the doers, those who believe. 
In my name, they will cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. They will recover. Now look at verse 19. I want you to see this. You need revelation of this truth. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord what? Working with them. Where was Jesus? He was he just ascended. He was gone. He's at the right hand of the father. But he sent the Holy Spirit. And it says here, working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. You've got to have confidence in the fact that your Lord and Savior, if he did all that he did on the cross. For you and I, how much more shall he work with us? Partnering with us. And confirming His Word with signs, wonders, and miracles. I want to see a miracle. I want to see people raised up from wheelchairs and their deathbed. And you know what would just tickle me more than anything? Is if you did it. Not the preacher. You do it. You say, you, you, is he always like this? Just once a year. Easter. No, we need to be confident that the Lord Jesus Christ is working with us. That's what it says here. Working with them, confirming the sign, with signs and wonders. Amen? Message Bible says, and the disciples went everywhere preaching. The master working right with them, validating the message with indisputable evidence. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 says, we then as workers together with him. Working together means to cooperate, to help, to collaborate, to co-labor, to partnership with God. You know, at Harvest Church, we just need to work together with Him. Work together with Him. Work together with Him. Now, look at Matthew 28. I'm almost done. If you leave today, what are you going to leave knowing? You're a goer and a doer. We need to understand that those, and I learned this years and years ago as a young preacher, and I've heard, I heard other ministers say it, and I, I, I grabbed a hold of the fact that those whom God calls, He equips. Those whom God calls, He equips. I'm called of God. Therefore, He's equipped me supernaturally. And you need to say that every day. I'm called of God. And He's anointed me to preach the gospel. He's anointed me to cast out devils. He's anointed me to lay hands on the sick. He's anointed me to prophesy. With all that's going on in our government right now, 
if the church doesn't rise up and be a goer and doer, you're going to be dead. It's not going to happen. Because the remnant is a goer and a doer. And I want, I got another news flash for you. You're going to a remnant church. A remnant church. Matthew 28 and verse 18, it says, Jesus spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, making disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, for I've commanded you. He what? Do we have a choice? He commanded us, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That word, authority. I'm going to end by giving you two definitions. Definitions, And this is definition number one. For the word power here in the Greek, it's exousia. E-X-O-U-S-I-A. And it's delegated authority. Delegated authority and liberty to exercise the full power of attorney in all of God's interests. Complete authority to act in God's stead as if God himself were doing the work. I know that kind of blows your brain, doesn't it? The Father gave all power to the Son after Jesus achieved redemption. Then Jesus delegated that authority to us. We have the power of eternity, attorney. We have the power of attorney. Years ago, we got Ron Elwin. He had power of attorney, did he not? If something would happen to us, he could take care of all the business for our children. Think of that. You have that delegated authority. You could say it this way. In view of my authority, this is Jesus speaking, in view of my authority, I commission you with full power of attorney to carry on the work that I've started. Say, I have spiritual power of attorney. John 16, 23 says, And in that day you will ask me nothing, most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. I found this statement, I copied it down, listen to it carefully. All believers have full, legal, redemptive, gospel, blood-bought, promised, and family rights to use the name of Jesus. In salvation, baptism, fellowship, worship, good deeds, spiritual warfare, preaching, healing, judgment, prayer, praise, all things, receiving the Holy Spirit and doing the works of Christ. We have power of attorney. Acts 1.8. Look there, please. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I pastor bondage breakers. I, I pastor people that know who they are in Christ. I pastor people that are bold and passionate about their Lord and Savior. Amen. Acts 1.8, you know the scripture. We said, whom God calls, he what? Equips. 
But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. That second word for power is dunamis, and you should be familiar with it. It's where we get the word dynamite. It means energy. It means great ability. It means power. It means might. It means great force. It means strength. Inherent power capable of reproducing itself like a dynamo. It says this in Acts chapter 4 verse 37 of the early church. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. With great what? Power. They gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. You go into a nursing home and somebody's, you know, raised up off their deathbed or they come out of a wheelchair shouting, Jesus, Jesus, I'm healed. You think people will listen? Give you their attention? And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The dunamis in Jesus resulted in miraculous transformation. That should be the norm for you and I. Miraculous transformation. I want to read to you, if you don't have, how many of you got the book, Vessels of Fire and Glory? Towards the end of the book, I want to read what Mario has written. And I'll remind you that your pastors are going to uh, Tulsa to hear him on Friday night. And there's going to be a deposit made in your pastors. And they're going to bring it home to you. He says this, a breed of Christian is coming to turn America away from destruction. Guess who would those people be? Thank you. Somebody's listening. You're what? Yeah. Mario says, we're running out of time. They will be bold. He's talking about this new breed of Christian. They will be bold, creative, compelling, and express the deep love of God like a light in the darkness. But there's one more thing they will be. And no one predicted it better than Smith Wigglesworth. On August 11, 1929, Smith Wigglesworth, some of you don't know who they are, who he was. You need to ask somebody and they'll tell you. He was preaching at, at Angelus Temple in Los Angeles. He had issued a solemn warning about the last days. This is 1929. And how half the body of Christ would not be ready. Does that fit today? Then he said there was something we must all do. Why don't you stand up? Because you're not a sitter. You're a goer and doer. Thank you, Steve. He said this. 
He said, there's something that we must all do. And he was prophesying. He says, up to this present time, the Lord's word is for us. Hitherto, you've asked nothing. Surely you people that have been asking great things from God for a long time would be amazed if you entered into it with clear knowledge that it is the Master. It is Jesus who has such knowledge of the mightiness of the power of the Father and of the joint union with Him that nothing is impossible for you to ask. Surely it is He only who could say, Hitherto you have asked nothing. So God means me to press you another step forward. I guess that's what's happened today. On this Easter Sunday. Begin to believe on extravagant asking. Believing that God is pleased when you ask large things. We've entered a time of extravagant asking. This is Mario now. It is time to ask God for the impossible and the unimaginable. I'm going to ask him right now for something that might be impossible to you or unimaginable. The whole city of Norfolk coming to Christ. If it happened in the early church, entire communities were moved by the gospel Why can't it be here? I'm going to ask for another thing. I'm going to believe, and Steve, this will make him happy and Darla, that that capital down there and those legislators, those senators, some are going to go and some will take their place that fear God. Maybe I should keep asking for stuff. I don't know. We've entered a time of extravagant asking. It's time to ask God for the impossible and the unimaginable. These askers are coming. It is that element in the vessel of God that is prepared for every good work. These are greater works that Jesus declared when he said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the goer and the doer, the works that I do, he will do also. The works that I do, He will do also. The works that I do, He will do also. And greater works than these He will do, because I go to my Father. It's no violation violation of the Scripture to believe that the last days still hold an unseen intervention. The proof a godsend is possible is so simple, it's easy to miss. The proof is the fact that we are still here. 2 Corinthians 2.14 states, Now thanks be unto God who always leads us into triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. The first duty of any general is to take his soldiers out of certain annihilation. The next proof is the widespread dealing of the Holy Spirit. He's stirring millions to action. I believe it. Do you? He's not instructing us on an exit strategy, like being raptured. God, jeez. He's stirring millions to action. He's not instructing us on an exit strategy, but a confrontation with evil. 
A further proof of the intense passion of God to save America. Our history is a record of intervention just before our destruction that has been repeated again and again. Who are you and I to say it can't happen? I assure you that Satan is in for the fight of his life to take down America. But I leave you with one final challenge. What if the best churches haven't been planted yet? What if the greatest sermons are yet to be preached? What if the best inventions, books, songs, and miracles are yet to come? I wouldn't doubt it. God always saves the best for last. Yeah, praise God. Why don't you say praise God like you mean it? Praise God. Father, we lift our hands to you today. I gave your people the word of the Lord. You said we're bondage breakers. And you've called us to be goers and doers. No more passivity, indifference. But a greater intense spiritual hunger like the woman with the issue of blood that would not let anyone prevent her from receiving from her healer, Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you stir our hearts together. You stir our hearts individually, our families Let it be imprinted in our hearts and our minds that you have called us to be goers and doers in these last days. I bind all those worldly distractions that would hinder you from being a goer and a doer. I pray that the Spirit of God would even minister to you while you sleep at night and cause you to wake up with a greater desire to go and to do. You've not given your people a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound, disciplined mind. I call the people of Harvest Church bondage breakers, bold, confident in who they are in Christ Jesus. Lord, with men, it's impossible. But we declare today, with you, all things are possible. So, Lord, we cry out to be vessels of honor, sanctified and useful for the Master, and prepared for every good work up ahead. We thank you, Father. We're partnering with you. Some of us received understanding Of that truth that they're not alone. That you're with us and you're working with us. Confirming your word with signs, wonders and miracles. So use us this day. In the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. I want to see the hand of everyone here that would say this. Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, what are you going to do this week? Go and do. Thank you. If, are you confused? Do we need to repeat that? Look at your neighbor and say, you better be going.
And you better be doing this week. One more thing. He loves you. We love you. Amen. Now go out and love others. Amen. Anything else? Okay. Tuesday night, 5.30, the Chamber of Commerce Candidates Forum. School Board City Council, there's no meeting here. It's there. It's on Madison, isn't it? Okay, all right. You, you need to ask, you'll find out. So remember, we're salt, remember, we're light. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Easter with your family.